This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. For now, we'll turn to Canada, where the Ottawa siege has come to an end. Protesters have left the capital city. Most streets around Ottawa are now quiet. Only snow and silence remain. It's the lull that comes after a storm. The weekend was stormy, to say the least. Police from all around Canada arrived in the capital. A tense standoff followed. Protesters were dispersed at gunpoint. Their trucks were smashed. Police on horseback took on the protesters. Many were knocked down and trampled upon. Reports say a woman was seriously injured. Not too far from this, at least 100 protesters were arrested. Several trucks of the Freedom Convoy were towed. The police reportedly used pepper gas, stun grenades, all the while maintaining that safety was their priority. This was called the biggest police enforcement action in the country's history. By the end of it, at least two civilians were injured. This was happening in Canada, a country that schools the world on dealing with protests peacefully. This weekend, the same Canada violently cracked down on its own people. Protests in Canada had begun in late January. First, they were anti-vaccine protests. Then they snowballed into protests against Justin Trudeau. Over the weekend, some protesters were heard calling for freedom. This was the biggest test for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. The poster boy of peace failed miserably. He went into hiding. He invoked emergency in democratic Canada, unleashed the state's police force on mostly peaceful protesters. Not too long ago, Trudeau had preached dialogue. We believe in the importance of dialogue, he'd said, in reference to India's farmer protests. This weekend, Canada's authorities were found hiding behind social media. Forget dialogue. Canadian authorities were taking to Twitter to address the protesters and to justify their violent crackdown. Let me tell you what the Ottawa police wrote, and I'm quoting. We told you to leave. We gave you time to leave. We were slow and methodical, yet you were assaultive and aggressive with officers and the horses. Based on your behavior, we are responding by including helmets and batons for our safety. Well, protesters disagree. They say the police came for them without any warning. There was no notice, no nothing. They just came in with full force. There were snipers on the roofs of all of our parliament buildings. This is absolutely disgusting what has gone on. I cannot believe that I'm seeing this on Canadian soil. Canada's police say they have reclaimed the capital. Downtown Ottawa is being secured with barbed wire, but the Prime Minister's office is more vulnerable than ever. The Freedom Convoy has run over Trudeau's career. It has exposed Trudeau's double standards. He meddled in India's affairs, played with the sentiments of Indian farmers, lectured New Delhi on dealing with protests just so that he could appease voters back home. But when protests came home to roost, Trudeau turned into a tyrant. 
He scuffled protests, unleashed violence and sent police in tactical gear to fight Canadians. Today, Justin Trudeau has alienated liberal voters with his mistreatment of the protesters. His mishandling of the Freedom Convoy has hit trade on the US-Canada border. These protests were Trudeau's opportunity to score a goal. He could have calmly addressed anti-vax sentiments. He could have set an example for the world to follow. All he had to do was practice what he once preached, believe in the importance of dialogue. Instead, he turned Canada into a war zone, exported this crisis to France, to New Zealand, Israel and the Netherlands. Today, anti-vax protesters in New Zealand are throwing human waste. That dirt is falling on Justin Trudeau. The Prime Minister is being criticised globally. Local media is comparing Trudeau to China's Xi Jinping. Why? Because the poster boy of woke politics could not handle protests.